This is Cat's Podcast, episode number 25. Welcome back to my podcast. Welcome, my friends. Welcome, everyone who is tuning in for the first time. Thank you so much. I'm Cat, I'm your host, and this is another Freedom Lifestyle Edition. Those of you who have been listening know what I'm talking about. In the Freedom Lifestyle Edition, I'm interviewing people who have a very special connection to freedom, who are driven by a quest for freedom and who oftentimes live in a rather unconventional way. And in these times, I've interviewed lots of people who are, as most of us are, stuck at home, but who are still able to create a sense of freedom, keep up their freedom, and also explore new levels of freedom. So these Freedom Lifestyle Editions are really there for you to inspire you, to show you that there are different ways of living and that we always have the ability to create freedom and to explore freedom and keep up our own freedom. Today, however, I have the great pleasure to talk with someone who is not at home but in Mexico. Today I'm talking to Christina Spöger. She's a young German photographer and she's in Mexico right now, which is actually super cool to have someone on the show who's not locked down but exploring the world. Christina is a digital nomad. She's been traveling for almost six years and Not even two years ago, she decided to quit her stressful job. She had an online marketing agency and go for her real passion, becoming a photographer. And this is one thing we talk about, how to take that leap of faith and do what you love professionally and how to learn from life experience and really do what you're passionate about. We also talk about, of course, Christina's own story and how her freedom lifestyle developed and how it looks like, the three de development stages of her way of digital nomadism, traveling, working remotely and staying mentally healthy, how to divide work and travel, the magic of slow travel and staying in a place for a longer period, core values and setting priorities to live better, happier and with more freedom, tips on how to work and live in more alignment and be less stressed, creating space and setting mental boundaries around your business. That's a super important one, not only for digital nomads, but really for anyone who works as a freelancer, who has their own business, for solopreneurs who have this like constantly spinning mind around their business and it's so crucial to set these boundaries i'm speaking from experience so <laughs> and then we dive into one aspect of digital nomadism that is not so often talked about that is not the first thing that pops into your mind when you think about digital nomads it's the longing for deeper connections the longing for community and a home base that will eventually come up you know when you're traveling or have been traveling for a longer time it's something that comes up and christina is walking us through her process what has been on her mind and 
how this new side of digital nomadism is also connected to redefining what's important, what matters to you. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation with the amazing Christina Spörer. Welcome to my podcast, Christina. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and the funny thing is I just realized that you're the second branding photographer in a row. So my last podcast guest, Julie Guile, she's also a branding photographer. And I thought, oh, wow, that's that's funny. It wasn't planned, but <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> so to give you and the guys out there a little introduction to this second Freedom Lifestyle series we're in here on my podcast. I've talked with my guests. I've talked a lot about freedom at home and how we can keep up our freedom in times of outer restrictions, you know, in times of lockdown and not being able to travel. And so I've interviewed a lot of people who are stuck at home and who really make the most of it and who give amazing tips for how we can keep up this feeling of freedom and maybe also explore the inner realms of freedom in these crazy and restricted times. But now with you, it's actually so nice <laughs> to have someone on here who is currently not at home. So tell us, what brought you to Mexico in these crazy times? Yeah, so I was um, this year in Bali during the time of the lockdown. Um, I arrived there in March this year and everything just shut down within a week. So I stayed there for half a year and um, then I went back home to Germany because I was thinking, well, during summer, it might be easier to travel back home, see my family and use the time. And then the original plan was to go back to Bali. But unfortunately, it takes a little bit of time because I'm currently setting up a company there to actually get the visa and go back in. So back Mexico was kind of the alternative because my partner is from the US and has a residency here. So we just thought if we um, pick another location, then Mexico is great. It's super nice weather here, similar to Bali. It's a big community of entrepreneurs and digital nomads. So it was a great um, yeah, um, opportunity instead of going to Bali instead. Hmm, that sounds like a good opportunity. <laughs> oh, amazing. So that's cool that your partner's got a residency there. That's yeah. very handy. <laughs> yeah. So how how long are you staying all in all in Mexico? Uh, I'm going to be here until end of January and I arrived here in October. So around four months in total. Hmm. That's a good time. It's, I I always find it's, it's nice to go to destinations for a longer time. So maybe two months minimum. And yeah, that's... Yeah, definitely. Um, it's nice to slow travel and to get to know people and to get to know the culture and actually feel like you're settling into a place rather than just um, being a tourist and jumping quickly around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And I'm sure we're going to touch on that later when we're going to talk about home bases and communities and everything. Mm -hmm. But for now, to 
give people an impression of who you are and why and how you're living your version of a freedom lifestyle. How did it all start for you? And if I'm not mistaken, for you, there were like two phases, right? So the phase where you started traveling and then later on there was another shift in there. So um, I started traveling in 2015 um, as a backpacker. I went on a work and holiday visa in Australia and I only planned to stay there for five months and go back to Germany and go and study and, you know, have my career and get into a normal kind of job. But then um, being in Australia, I it kind of really opened my mind to travel and what kind of other things are possible. So I extended my stay there and I, I kept on traveling for almost three years. Um, but I was working in hospitality and having jobs here and there. And I was always working seasonal, basically, and um, making money, saving up money, and then travel and then ending up broke again. And after, yeah, like two and a half years or something like that, I really started to get tired of it. And I was in a yoga retreat in Sri Lanka in 2017. And it was the first time that I met someone that was making money off of social media. Um, it was a girl. She was a social media manager. And I was, my mind was just like, I was blown away by the idea that you can actually... <laughs> work online and you can I mean I always heard of like influencers or superstars that make money off Instagram but I didn't even realize that there is such a thing as social media managers and so that kind of sparked the idea of somehow working remotely and I went uh, in 2017 back to Germany and I was super naive. I had no clue what I was doing, but I just set my mind, I'm going to make money online. So I bought myself a laptop. I was saying, okay, in the next two months, I'm going to get my first job or my first client. And again, like I didn't have any clue of what I wanted to do or how a social media manager is working. And I started my first um, blog, which was in German. It was about traveling and conscious living and so I got some experience in um, how to build a website and, and a little bit of social media stuff but then I almost was broke again so I had to get back into a normal job for three months to work again save up money and then in January 2018 I packed up all my stuff and I went to Thailand to Chiang Mai and I'm sure you know, or I don't know if you've been, but Chiang Mai is just one of the places that you go if you want to meet other people that work remotely or mm -hmm. live that kind of lifestyle. And yeah, so that was kind of the changing point for me in um, working remotely. I started as a started out as a social media manager, and I got my first um, client who was a YouTuber, and I was doing influencer marketing. And yeah, from there, that was, yeah, beginning of 2018. So since then, I've been working remotely. And um, I started getting more into online marketing, um, 
trying out so many different things and trying to build up a marketing agency, which was very, very difficult to do because I ended up working a lot. And I, I remember I was sitting last year in, I think it was around March in Bali, and I was just constantly in the co-working space, working, 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 doing project mm -hmm. management and kind of handling the freelancers that I was working with. And I got so burned out from, um, you know, constantly working and living in a tropical place like Bali, but not having the time to go to the beach. And that's when I, I would say my third kind of shift happened, which was, okay, so first I started traveling. That kind of opened my mind. Secondly, I started working remotely, which gave me a lot of freedom. But then the third kind of breaking point was doing work that I'm actually passionate about and that I really, really love. And for me, that was photography. And I always had this kind of blockage in my mind that with photography, you're always going to struggle financially and artists and generally, um, you know, can't make much money. So I took a month off, canceled all my clients and just really sat down and worked on these limiting beliefs. And then I switched into photography, which was last year in May. And so now I'm kind of combining my skills of online marketing and photography into doing personal branding photography. So I still work with digital nomads and entrepreneurs and business owners. They are still my clients. But now it's I'm a photographer and I work with people also in person. And there is much more space to be creative and, yeah, have people face-to-face, -face, which I really, really enjoy. And that is still uh, enabling me to work location independent because I'm still traveling. I'm still going to all the places that I love. And, yeah, that's my story. That's my background. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> and I actually want to touch on a, on a few things here because when you were describing your three phases, I'd say, You know, traveling and then um, seeing, okay, I I also want to work while I'm traveling. And that was the next step, creating this um, remote work space for yourself, being able to, uh, to work remotely and not being fixed to a certain location. And it's actually interesting because... Uh, I can, I think it's something that you see quite often with digital nomads that you sit there, as you said, in this tropical paradise, but you don't see a lot of that paradise because you're constantly working. And yeah. um, I wouldn't say that I made the same experience, but I can relate to that because I somehow got aware of it. So I tried to divide my time basically dividing it into working in Europe and then when I was in New Zealand I would just enjoy New Zealand so that was my my division of the year of work and leisure but I I mean that will be one option and then there's the the option you explained as your third phase where you said okay actually For me, now the key was to find work that I'm super passionate about that doesn't feel like work and that I can do anywhere. And 
I definitely want to talk about that more. But you also said working, working, working and having your own agency. And you phrased it so, so cool in our pre-chat and the pre-chat of this podcast. You said you basically had a burnout in digital nomadism. So what yeah. would you say? Are there any tips from your side for people who might be experiencing something like that or who might be in like in danger of going there? Are there any any signs or um, any things that you would say, okay, if you're experiencing this, watch out? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think one part is you know, we are working remotely because we want to not do work anymore that we don't enjoy. So I would say if you're doing work and you really have to kind of force yourself to do the work, and obviously there is always things, you know, when you're self-employed, there's maybe bookkeeping that you hate or stuff that you might not enjoy, which is part of being self-employed. But You know, if you always kind of have to force yourself to do the work, I think that's definitely one sign. Um, what I also realized is that I was super stressed and I couldn't relax anymore. Like on the weekends, I would not be able to switch off. I would often also work on weekends. So I think that's generally not even just with working remotely, but being self-employed, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's very hard to in the beginning, especially to kind of, um, uh, how do you say, uh, divide between um, business mm. and personal life. Um, yes. So, if, yeah, if you're like constantly in the stress mode and you can't switch off, I would say that's a big one as well. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think, I mean, to me, the biggest one was I was just not enjoying the work that I was doing. Um, hmm. I did in the beginning I, I definitely did in the beginning but I think there's something around like core values like what do you actually value um, and and like how do you want to spend your time and to me I just realized that I don't want to spend 10 hours a day sitting in front of a screen um, so yeah I think maybe something that can be helpful is like figuring out your values and how you actually want to spend your time. I hope hmm. that was I hope that was helpful. <laughs> yes, definitely. I think I think that was definitely helpful and also what you said about that you couldn't relax anymore on weekends. It's really a trap when you're working self-employed and when you're building up your own business because you're constantly in this thinking spiral because it's also intertwined it's you and it's a part of you that you want to bring out there and that you're working with and yeah. so I I can totally relate to that because I've had that recently and it's like oh you really have to yeah find these inner boundaries where you say okay you know I'm just gonna not think about the business side as much as I love it but I'm just gonna do something else or maybe just stay off social media for a day. And this can be so refreshing, I find, and so grounding and centering. Yeah. I definitely also now schedule in time. So, for example, mm. 
going for a sunset walk and enjoying nature that's for me now something super important that i actually schedule in just as if it's like a business meeting um or this weekend uh, i went with my partner to cozumel which is an island off of playa del carmen for two days and we just didn't touch our laptops didn't work didn't really talk about work we were a lot off our phones and you know just um really planning in that time i think is super important so yeah definitely <clears throat> and now talking about living your passion i mean that's super courageous of you to say you know what i'm just gonna do it i'm taking the leap of faith and i'm doing <laughs> what i love although i don't have a like an official certificate in this and i'm I don't have a university degree. And I think that's a lot of times the thing that holds us back, that we don't think we are, we don't have the expertise to do that. You know, don't, we don't have this golden stamp or the approval. And what, what helped you? I mean, you were talking, you were touching on overcoming limiting beliefs. What, what did really help you to do this? Is there like a, A golden rule that you stuck to or are there any tips for anyone really contemplating making such a move or changing their career and life paths so I think it was uh, I mean it was kind of a process I would say to understand and I think especially as a German you kind of have that mindset that you need to have a certificate or you need to have that university degree or something like that. Um, so I think it's a cultural thing and it took me a while to understand that that's not how the world works and especially not the self-employed work because I met a lot of people that on my travels, even before I ever heard of remote work, people that have completely turned around their life and do something that they're passionate about. So um, I think that's one part. Um, second part is um, I personally, I've always been bad in school. I've never went to university. I'm a very, I've always been a very bad student. And <laughs> I realized that I learned so much better, one, teaching myself and two, being practical. And I think, you know, there is different types of people, um, but To me, um, I think understanding how you learn um, is really helpful and understanding also like I've met people that studied marketing, online marketing um, in university and after working one year remotely, they were not at the point that I was after working one year remotely. Um, and I think, you know, especially in online marketing, there's so much changing. Whatever you learn in university, uh, you know, even half a year later, algorithms change and, mm -hmm. and the, the online marketing world is changing. And um, yeah, also just understanding how much content is out there to, to, um, to learn from people like online courses and blogs and podcasts and so much stuff to work from, uh, to learn from. And Maybe the last thing I would say, um, for me, I, I wasn't, I've always known that I was good at photography in the sense I had an eye for it, but I mm -hmm. 
didn't have a clue about the technical side of it. I've had a camera, but it was like a, a beginner's camera and I didn't really even know how to use it properly. Um, but yeah, one thing that really helped me was getting together with other photographers and videographers and creatives. So surrounding myself uh, with other people. And then also I gave myself the goal of um, two months. I had a two months deadline and I wanted to see if I can make enough money of my photography to just cover my expenses. And the goal was to wow. make, thousand, <laughs> the goal was to make $1,500. And in Bali, you can live very cheaply. So I set myself the goal can you make this within two months and set myself the deadline? And if I wouldn't have been able to make it, I would have gone back to online marketing. So I think setting myself that goal and really working two months like crazy on it was also super helpful. That's pretty strict. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> That's probably the German coming out of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it because I'm German too. And so when, when we have these moments of like, okay, that's probably very German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think I'm a very big procrastinator and it has gotten better over the years. But I, when I set myself a deadline, it's so much easier for me to work towards a goal. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I should do that more often, I guess, because I'm also a procrastinator and I'm really working on that. So, yes, deadlines definitely help. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you said something before. Mm -hmm. You said, oh, then finally, you know, switching to photography, doing what you love, working on or in the round that you're so passionate about that finally gave you the space to be creative. Mm -hmm. And I love that image. And it's something that I find that in a regular job or in a nine, well, in a nine to five, but probably also when you're more hustling than really creating from, from your heart or, for, or from a place that feels good. It's, yeah. It's so easily suffocated this creativeness and this creativity. So I, I love that you that you touched on that, and I actually just want to take it as an invitation for anyone listening to really create more space in their lives and to tap into this new room for creativity. And that was interesting for me. It was something that came that I've never experienced while I was still properly employed in this communications agency in Berlin. It came only later when I was working as a freelancer that I had more time, more space that I could um, be more flexible with my time. And then I would have this, the space where good ideas come, where you literally feel that there's new creativity yeah. coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Yeah, definitely. Having this space and just being in like random moments, you know, you you go for a walk or you you have your yoga practice or you do I don't know, you you sit around and just looking out of the window and sometimes just amazing ideas come and when you're constantly in stress and you're constantly um 
yeah, like in work that you don't really enjoy doing, I think you don't have the space to have that creativity flowing through you and to have new ideas coming. Yes, I think so too. So what would you recommend? I mean, you said you're scheduling actually in, you know, sunset, beach walks or walks in nature, yoga. So what would you recommend for people who say, oh, I don't know, where, where should I start uh, creating more space? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, I mean, we all always have this feeling that we need more time in our day and, you know, um, we don't have the space for things. So one thing that I've learned is setting priorities. Um, I think we waste so much time on things that um, are not important to us. And, and when I hear people that, you know, um, have their full-time job, I fully understand that, you know, you, you spend a lot of time on it and you, um, you have your work to do. And so it's hard, harder to uh, create space for other things, but making it a priority, I think is super important. And we all have the same amount of time in a day. Um, and sometimes, I mean, depending on uh, what the goal is, but For example, when I was um, in 2017 going back to Germany and and having this job for three months, I was working six days a week and 10 hours a day, and I was writing my um, online my my blog on the side basically. So I made time in the morning before work, and I made time in the evening after work, and mm. it was for me a creative outlet, um, and it was something that I was working on for myself on the side. So. Um, yeah, I think just setting priorities and, um, for me also what is super helpful is I schedule things into my calendar. Um, and, you know, sometimes we, we lose time like scrolling on social media or watching a movie and stuff like that. And when you, when you want to make space for yourself, then you just cut out these things and, and, and and schedule in time for however you want to have your creativity come out. This could be, I, for example, love drawing mandalas and sometimes I schedule in time for that, or it could be photography, it could be painting, or it could be so many different things, um, writing or hmm. whatever it might be. So yeah, just making it a priority and, and scheduling out that time. Yeah, I love that. I I think so too. It's 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 a lot about priorities and what really matters and when you're honestly asking yourself that question, there's mm -hmm. probably a handful of things sticking out, but all the rest is just like stuff that you think that is important, but it's not really important. Maybe it's urgent or masquerading as urgent or important, but it's actually not. So Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, and that goes back again to your values, right? Like what's important to you? Just go onto your phone and check how many hours you spend on there. And if you're spending that scrolling through social media and, and maybe engaging with people that are not important to you, then maybe, um, you know, you should kind of cut that out. And mm -hmm. 
-hmm. <laughs> Let's touch on the topic of new perspectives that came out of traveling. You mentioned that you had been traveling a certain way, but then your traveling changed. So I think around 2017, 2018, and can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, um, for sure. Um, one thing that I realized that I was missing was community. And um, that, you know, when you travel, you meet amazing people, but often the conversations and the friendships kind of stay on a surface level. And for me, um, I was missing that because I didn't have my friends from home because I was traveling. So um, having a community and having uh, closer relationships and friendships was something that I was really lacking. And the idea to slow things down and to be able, you know, to stay in a place longer and, and bond deeper and build more meaningful connections was, um, yeah, important to me and kind of changed the way I traveled as well. Like I used to in the past just travel a lot and wanting to see a lot of places and uh, do sightseeing and stuff like that. And now it's more about um, building community and connecting with people and really um, bonding deeper relationships. And you're really also really active in that regard, right? So you're trying to set up or um, organize little gatherings in the places where you are. And I find that really beautiful because I think a lot of long-term travelers can relate to that. In the beginning, you're really like hyped and you love to go to a lot of places and travel around all the time. You love not having a home base because you're so free. But then after a while, I guess all these things kick in. You're probably missing community and deeper connections, as you said. You yeah. maybe get bored of the or annoyed even with the like basically always the same questions every day people yeah. would ask you the same question hey what are you doing how long have you been here where do you come from blah 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 and it's like oh gosh I can't hear it anymore so I can so much relate to the community idea and I'm yeah talk talk us a little bit through the the things that you facilitated and organized in Thailand and elsewhere in the world yeah so When I got to Chiang Mai, I um, had this idea. I didn't even realize that there are such things as co-living and co-working. Uh, I mean, I knew co-working, but I didn't know co-living. And, you know, I started doing yoga and I went to some meetups and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, how amazing would it be to have a house and invite all the people that I enjoy hanging out and just live together, kind of like a shared house and live together and work together and support each other. And that was something, yeah, I was just super interested in. And so I started looking more into what kind of co-livings are out there in Thailand and other places. And for me, it seemed like a lot of the... Um, 
kind of companies that offer co-living, it was often focused on partying and adventure, and which is not a bad thing, but it was just not what I was looking for. I was looking for people that enjoy living a healthy lifestyle and mindfulness and, and uh, you know, take care of themselves. And so in 2018, I also went um, back to Germany and I met a guy called Oliver And he was um, super interested in my idea. And he was saying, why don't we do a pilot project and just organize a co-living, a mindfulness co-living, co-working retreat together. And he was, uh, he, he does like language exchanges and he has some schools in Germany and brings people from all over the world to Germany to learn German and uh, to also do excursions and stuff like that. So he had the facilities, uh, we found a co-working space. So we decided to bring um, a group of people from all over the world to Germany and we hosted like a one-month mindful co-living and co-working retreat. And it was just amazing to run this project and to have um, people on this retreat and we grew almost to like a family within such a short time. And even here in Mexico, I still, uh, I met one of the guys that was on the retreat and in Bali, I met a few girls that were on the retreat and we are all still in contact, even though that was like two and a half years ago or something like that. And um, I, I did have the thought of starting a company similar to something like Wi-Fi tribe or hackers paradise or something like that where you go with a group of people and you travel around together going to different places but then mm -hmm. I also realized that you know and I think that's what a lot of self-employed people have is like shiny object syndrome where you you have all these amazing ideas and you can't really focus on something and I knew that having co-living and co-working retreats, that's a full-time business. That's nothing I can just do on the side. So uh, we kind of stopped thinking about starting that company. We were almost about to start the company for it, but then we decided not to. And so now what I do, for example, uh, in Thailand, I've organized like a content creation trip with um, people who just want to, you know, be creative And um, I've organized masterminds. I've done women's circle here in Mexico tonight. We're having a Skillshare and tomorrow I'm organizing a co-working day. So I'm still um, doing the community building and I love meeting other people and organizing events. It's just now that I do like um, something that is maybe for a few hours um, or maybe like a day As I said, for example, tomorrow we're having a co-working day where we just meet up, co-work, um, network, um, have some lunch together, work some more, and that's it. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's amazing what kind of people you meet. And, um, yeah, I'm, it's, it's the work that I really enjoy. And uh, no matter if it's with people that work remotely or creatives, um, I You know, it depends on where I'm doing it and who I'm doing it with, but it's always just magical to meet people and um, to have, you know, friendships coming out of that. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's truly amazing that you're still on it and that you, despite of all your cool work, still 
make the time to organize these things. But I guess, again, it comes down to your priorities. And yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah. love talking about community because I feel this is something that we probably could all need more of these days. It's really weird with this like online world and Zoom world we're in at the moment. Mm-hmm. On one hand, there is more community um, evolving. But then again, I feel that so many people are lacking community and are looking for community. So yeah, it's definitely a good job that you're doing. Yes. Thank you. I definitely have people reaching out to me on Instagram and saying, hey, you know, I feel lonely and I'm lacking community and stuff like that. And yeah, like technology is amazing, right? And obviously with Corona and COVID, it's it's more difficult to meet up in person, but we are, we need that kind of, um, you know, being together in person and that mm. kind of connection. And I think it's so important to, um, to do so and to uh, connect with other people. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. So I will link to your website and your Instagram in the show notes. So people who are curious <laughs> about where you are right now and where you're going next, they will be able to see that. And then they will also be um be informed if there's any new community happenings, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Traveling and mindful living. And yes, that's that's definitely the vibe of this podcast, you know, freedom, living a freedom lifestyle, but combining that with a mindful way of living. And yeah. I find that super, super important. It speaks to my core and Yeah, again, I'm I'm super happy to <laughs> talk with you about that. Thank you. Um, let's go a bit deeper, touching on home base. So community is one thing, and you probably could even say, okay, home base is like the evolution of the community or the pinnacle then. And I mentioned it before, it's It's interesting because it seems to be an aspect that comes up after a few years of lots of traveling and living nowhere permanently. And it's something that I've experienced and apparently something that a lot of us travelers or nomads are longing for after a while. So what makes you long for a home base? Um. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just I've been traveling for almost six years now. Um, and, you know, you you always come to a new place. You always come to a new home. Um, so one aspect is definitely the housing itself. Um, I'm starting a company now in Bali, and it's the first time in the past six years that I'm committing actually to a place and setting up a company and getting a residency and also getting um, a long-term rental there. So Ooh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for it. And yeah, it just, just now thinking of it gives me this feeling of grounding and I'm, so excited to to 
to know that I have a home and that I have a place where I can like drop my bags down and I can unpack and it's simple things like I was telling you when we spoke before the podcast I was traveling this year with my own blender and uh, an important yeah. thing to do <laughs> it's important things right it's about setting priorities yes. but it's Yeah, you get into an Airbnb or some sort of place that you rent and and you have salt and pepper and that's it. And I enjoy cooking a lot. And it's 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 nice to know that I'm going to have a place where I can buy the things that I want for cooking. Let it be, you know, like olive oil and salt and and uh, herbs and all that stuff. And even having a smoothie blender and know that I can, you know, make that and having my own kitchen and um then one thing that i really want to do is um designing and doing like interior design um i've started an airbnb before and i really enjoyed designing that place um mm -hmm. so that's that's something that i really enjoy so but now going more into the deeper things it's definitely having deeper connections with people because um most people or not most people that that i've met traveling but the 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 friendships that i've built with people that are more long-term now they're all thinking or already now in bali like either thinking of coming to bali or they're already there and to know i mean when i travel i can meet like for example one of my friends i met her this year in Thailand and then we were both at Bali and then we were both in Berlin, but, you know, having a home base and we're all there and we're kind of, if we travel, we, we go for a month away and we come back to the same place is really nice to have and to have that kind of consistency of, of um, friendships. And yeah, uh, I think maybe the last part is that, when you travel a lot for me there goes a lot of brain energy into finding a place booking flights finding the restaurants you like and figuring out how to get around and like all these things right you come to a new place the new currency is like all these things that you need to learn about a place where if I come back to Bali I already know where I'm gonna go if I want to go to a restaurant and I know where to get my scooter, you know, in Bali, everyone has a guy for everything. You have your scooter guy, you have your <laughs> coconut guy, you have your Jango guy, like you have all these different people. And it's just nice to have these, um, how do you say fam familiarity? Familiarity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Familiar faces and familiar places and, Yeah, I think I think most people get to a point at, at like at some point of traveling, they get to a point where, you know, that's what you're craving. Um, so yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you for your for your insights. And of course, I I think this can really be or this can be really helpful for people listening who who are maybe new to this traveling thing traveling long term not living anywhere really it's 
you know, guys out there, it's okay to feel like that after a while. <laughs> we <laughs> all do, apparently. And it's okay to admit that you're longing for a home base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I, I think that might also be sometimes an like an inner obstacle, right? To feel like, ah, but I thought I, I'm that traveler and I'm that freedom lover. And why I can't go and settle down somewhere. Yes, you can. It's not like mutually exclusive freedom and having a home base. You can still live your freedom. And, and I, think, I, I think one, yeah, I think once you admit that to yourself, you're giving yourself actually more freedom. You're giving yourself more space and more freedom. And yeah, like it definitely... I definitely had that same mindset of I'm that traveler and I thought I'm going to travel my whole life. And, and I think to make that commitment and settle down, you know, it's a freedom in itself to be able to make a commitment to, to have a home base somewhere and to have that freedom to actually decide where you want to have a home base. And um, yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. And yeah, it took me definitely some time to, to understand that that's what I'm actually craving and that's what I want. Mm. I loved how you said that, that it can actually create more freedom. Yeah. And <laughs> it, I, I think it was Matthew McConaughey. I, I watched like a motivational speech or something of him a while ago. And he said, decrease your options. And that's yeah. how you create freedom. And I was like, It's so true. Decrease your options. Often freedom is not about doing all and having all, but it's actually about, you know, taking that of the thousands of options or those options that you really want to go for and decrease so you can focus and create more freedom within that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, One more thing I wanted to say that just came up for me is um, my family has visited me traveling once and now oh. having the thought of having a house in Bali and being able to say to my parents, you know, come over, come and visit me and to be able to host them in a way and to my sister and her wife and the kids, my nieces, and to just say, come here and you know, when you're always traveling, it's much harder because you don't have a home. You can't just invite your friends. Yeah. Or your so that is something I'm super excited about as well. Mm. <laughs> you can be. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I had a blog before my website. I had a blog and it was called Cat Sofa. And I uh -huh. came up with the name because I was like, okay, If I don't have like a proper place, a house, a home, I at least want to have a virtual couch where my friends can gather. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was born out of this exact feeling that, oh man, I want to have a place where I can invite people, where people can come over for a coffee or a glass of wine, but yeah. I don't well, have this. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that feeling is that feeling of having yeah inviting people hosting people making people feel warm and you know having that for sure yeah 
Oh. oh, I wish you all, all, all the best already for your future in Bali. That sounds so amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you should come and visit. Definitely. <laughs> so I, I have one last question for you. Yeah. And it's a question I ask almost all of my freedom lifestylers here. Who inspired you lately? Who inspired me lately for anything? Yes, for anything. If there's anyone or anything even that <laughs> inspired you and you want to talk about that, share that. Yeah. Mm. I'm actually, I'm currently reading a book and it's a German book and now I've forgotten the name of the book. <laughs> Of course. Um, it's a German woman. She has been, she does so many different things. She's written her book, which is about um, kind of unleashing your inner freedom, your wildness. And she's called Frau Herz. And um, she's a photographer and a designer. And oh, yeah, my partner just brought the book by. So the German oh, title yes. <laughs> Von der Magie deiner eigene Heldin zu sein, which is ah. like the magic of being your own hero. And um, yeah, she, I mean, she has a, she has a podcast. She, I'm following her on Instagram and I've never heard of her before, but reading this book is so beautiful. And, and she just got a newborn and, and following what she's doing and, Yeah, I mean, her story is just very inspiring. And um, oh, yeah, I just, I love like every evening I, I, I read a little bit of this book and yeah, her journey with, um, you know, her own fears, overcoming them and living the life she wants to live is really inspiring to me. So yeah, I think I would say her, Frau Herz is her name. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I think we all live off inspiration and that's yeah. why I love to ask that question. And that's also why I have all of you guys here on my podcast <laughs> to inspire <laughs> others out there and to, uh, yeah, to motivate them to really follow their dreams and, and live their freedom and do things differently. Yeah. I hope I could, I was able to give some valuable insights and that some of you guys out there feel inspired to follow what you know your heart is desiring <laughs> mm. i'm sure you did i'm sure <laughs> yeah thank you so much for your time today for being here on my show virtually you in mexico i'm in vienna <laughs> yeah maybe, thank you so much maybe for you make a follow -up. sorry you go <laughs> No, 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 you go. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. I just said, oh, maybe we make a follow-up in Bali sometime next year. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, and I just wanted to say thank you for having me on the podcast because I'm always enjoying that and it's so amazing to speak to you and, you know, also follow your journey. And, yeah, hopefully sometime we can either catch up in Bali or maybe have another podcast interview when I'm in Bali or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed this conversation around digital nomadism and mindful living and how to combine these two and you're inspired to tune in to yourself more and to maybe finally start following your dreams, taking that step and or taking that leap of faith and doing what you love and going where you want. Thank you again so much, Christina. I think you're a great inspiration. You're an inspiration to me. And I'm sure that you're an inspiration to those people listening as well. If you liked this episode, if it has kickstarted something inside you, let us know. Comment on our Instagrams or send me an email. You find all links all connections to us in the show notes so just scroll down or have a look at the episode page and also if you like this episode please share it on your social media you know take a screenshot when you're listening or do a little screen record share it with friends and your community and tag us tag christina and me and that is super super important and i'm so thankful for that because this really helps to grow the listenership to inspire new listeners and to create more freedom in this world and that's what we want especially in these times right <laughs> so thank you again for tuning in and i'm wishing you a wonderful weekend and to all of you in the u.s happy thanksgiving